When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This this, this, this is Views is from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into yet another rousing rendition of the Views from Mint Street podcast right here on the Odyssey Network, your home for all things Carolina Panther, all the talk you can handle about the silver and blue, and then just a little bit more. I am Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show right here in Greenville, South Carolina, in the heart of Carolina Panther country. And of course, joining me as always, on the other side of the metaphorical glass in our virtual studio, he is my co-host, my partner in crime. He is the great one, Lonzo Reitzel and Zoe, we went into this week knowing that on Monday evening, if the New Orleans Saints were able to knock off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we would be very, very much within striking distance of those said Buccaneers in the NFC South. Instead, the best thing Monday night that happened was that I found that there's this little lever on the side of my chair, my little gaming chair here in the studio, that if you pull, my chair will actually raise uh, higher than I thought it would. So now I'm actually properly sitting at my desk. And the elevated chair, Lonzo, more exciting to me uh, than New Orleans Saints football based on the clown show that New Orleans put on the field and the fact that Tom Brady is going to be watched on every highlight reel for the next three to five months about what an amazing come from behind victory he had when you and I and everybody else who watched that game know that Brady was gifted a garbage win by a garbage New Orleans Saints football team. Happy Wednesday, everybody. So, so, so I fell asleep during this game and I wake up to find out that the Saints went in, had like a, a, a 10 point lead or something when I fell asleep, ended up losing. And all I saw was the most amazing comeback ever by the greatest of all time. And I was wondering if Joe Montana came out of retirement. Apparently he didn't. So they were talking about uh, Tom Brady and uh, yeah, the referees helped. I mean, I mean, Listen, I'm going to spread hate towards Tom Haiti, uh, Tom Tom Haiti, because that's uh, that's just appropriate. That was Tom appropriate. Well, why not? Why not? Tom Brady, yeah, that's his name. Uh, hopefully, soon he won't be playing, and we'll all forget his name. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk about a choke job, but is it? Is it? I mean, yes, yes. But the, the teams are so bad. Sometimes when teams are really bad, it makes it competitive. And so uh, this was not the case. This was this was just a choke job by by New Orleans, and and they messed us over because all we care about is us. All we care about is the Panthers. How dare you, Saints? Why would you do this? Let me uh, let me let me take a few things here and kind of break them down. I'm going to start with this. The good news out of this and watching that game, which was in Tampa, by the way, 
The good news about this is the Carolina Panthers are playing better football than the New Orleans Saints right now. Now, New Orleans, we can talk about the 10-point lead and all that. Let's not forget that the week before that game, the New Orleans Saints got blanked, got shut out by the 49ers. Then they go down to Tampa and against an adequate, like an okay Tampa defense, New Orleans, despite having the ball multiple times, including late in the game on the Tampa Bay side of the field, managed to not score uh, touchdowns uh, multiple times, multiple times, and had an absolutely gutless coach in Dennis Allen, who multiple times on short yardage situations on the Tampa side of the field refused to go for it and lock away a win against Tom Brady. The good news is the Carolina Panthers are playing, even with Sam Darnold, better football than the Saints. And if the Saints can go to Tampa and knock off the Buccaneers, I now absolutely believe that the Carolina Panthers can go to Tampa and get a win or can beat Tampa in Carolina or could beat them on the on the floor of an Air Force carrier anytime, any place. We can beat that football team. The better news is that it also means that a few of the teams coming up on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule can also beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the next few weeks. We can get a little bit of help with Tampa getting ready to square up against the 49ers. They can beat Tampa. The Bengals can beat Tampa. Hell, the Arizona Cardinals can beat Tampa. We can beat Tampa. The only team that I look down and go probably not is at Atlanta to end the regular season, and I'm not so sure that they won't be able to beat Tampa. So, you know, all of a sudden, while that L for New Orleans in the dub for Tampa uh, does make it look like it will be a little bit harder to run down the Buccaneers, Lonzo, if that same Buccaneers team comes into the rest of the schedule with San Francisco, Cincinnati, Arizona, and Carolina coming up over the next four, that Tampa Bay team could genuinely go 0-4 in their next four. And my dude, the door is wide open. And New Orleans ain't walking through it because they got no guts. Atlanta ain't walking through it because they can't win football games. As far as I'm concerned, while I was much preferring a New Orleans win on Monday to keep Tampa right there in front of us, what New Orleans did show me in the L is that they're a dumpster fire franchise right now, and the Buccaneers can just barely beat them with a much more difficult next four weeks coming up than we have. While a New Orleans win would have made it easier for us, though, I'm calling anybody who is looking at us right now and saying there's no way that they can't have the division lead when they forget, take it from Tampa. When we square up with Tampa in three weeks, the hell we can't. We absolutely could. All right. I was not prepared for this new day like uh, positivity coming from you. I thought oh, we- Charlotte. I, th- I thought we were I thought we were tank talking today and we're not uh but you're absolutely right I uh it, here's a lesson though to to the rest of the NFL who are playing Tampa Bay just just hold on to the ball at the end of the game and don't give Tom Brady the ball back I I mean you know he's st- he still has that 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 one good drive in him that always seems to happen like right at the end of the game just 
you know, score more points and don't let them have the ball and you're going to beat this game, uh, this team, because they're not that good. If I was power ranking NFL offenses right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense would check in about 23. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers late fourth quarter offense would check in about four. Like that's the difference between closeout. And I think that that is something then that we need to take and look at when we do square up with them. And again, you know, I'm talking about the fact that Tampa Bay could genuinely go 0-4. Oh, they won't, but they could go 0-4 over their next four. Even could go 1-3, and 2-2, two and, two, and we still got a chance. But we do have to take care of business Sunday at Seattle. That, 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 that has now become a must-win game. But then we get the Steelers. And while the Steelers have looked better, keep in mind, it took everything they had to squeak by Atlanta. We got the Lions who have suddenly found a renaissance under Dan Campbell. That now looks to be a much tougher game than we thought it was. And then we got the Buccaneers coming off of the bye. Uh, look, if we can get some help and we can win one we're not supposed to win in Seattle and one we are or at least were against Detroit – the door is wide open for us to walk through it. The other two teams in this division have proved they're worth nothing. We and Tampa are the only two teams that have proved anything. And granted, again, still four bad football teams, but somebody is going to go to the playoffs as a divisional winner. And Monday showed me that Tampa Bay is refusing to walk through the door, even though they did win, refusing to separate themselves from us in this division, I would very much like to make them pay for that, Lonzo. Yes, I would like to make them pay for that too. I, uh, I, any chance to see Tampa Bay lose? I, I'm going to be watching every single game that Tampa plays because Panther has Panthers have a rooting interest, and I have a rooting interest in watching Tom Brady lose and uh, seeing if anyone has learned a lesson to not let him have the ball at the end of the game. There, there are like four quarterbacks in the league right now who I would not let have the ball at the end of the game. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and, of course, that that quarterback there in Cincinnati. I uh, – Oh, yeah, and Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. I'm not – I'm not arguing Sam Darnold's on that list, and this is one thing. I'll tell you what I wrote on the very top of my show prep sheet when I was getting ready was – Let's not get carried away just yet on getting hype because remember last year, Sam Darnold started the year and actually had a pretty good first four or five weeks before he got banged up, kind of came crashing down to earth. That being said, Lonzo, if Sam Darnold comes out and has a pretty good five weeks, that's all the games we got left. There's only five games left on the schedule at this point. If that Sam Darnold can show up and just be adequate, I'm not asking you to be Tom Brady. I'm saying be Andy Darnold and the or, and the bar uh, Andy Dalton, pardon me. And the bar's not that high, right? Like Andy Darnold, uh, Andy Dalton. I gotta stop doing that. Andy Dalton, and I can say this after watching that game. New Orleans let Andy Dalton down offensively. He had multiple drops. Taysom Hill had a drop that would have iced the game. Uh, Mark Ingram, and it did turn out he got hurt, but Ingram 
caught a pass and then didn't get the first down, that would have all but iced the game, or at least it would have limited the amount of time Tom Brady had to score two touchdowns to a, a much more harsh reality. Uh, even Chris Olave, who's been good for them, had a drop early in the game that really cost them as well. Andy Dalton came out, and realistically, up until the last three minutes of football, outdueled Tom Brady, right? I mean, again, you're going to get hammered this week, and, and Sunday is going to be miserable to watch because they are just going to hammer on how amazing Tom Brady was on Monday night. Brady does it again without talking any about how the Saints absolutely melted down. So all we have to do is be consistently okay and don't New Orleans the bed at the end of games and we can beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You tell me that if you could guarantee me right now a win over Seattle coming up this Sunday, if you could guarantee me a win over Seattle and you can guarantee me a win over Pittsburgh or Denver, I'll tell you right now, I think there's a very good chance we come into that matchup with Tampa Bay squared up in the division because that team, it ain't very good. Sam, I want to be, I want to be able to yell with some more enthusiasm. After after this week, maybe I maybe I can get get some get some muster behind my 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 Samia. We'll see. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, things look good. Things look good, and that's good because I want to bring up something else I thought about coming up here in just a minute. All right, the views from Midstreet Podcast rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Brown and the great one, Lonzo Reitzel, with you here for our midweek edition of the pod. Every single Wednesday, we take a look at all the things going on in and around Charlotte, uh, press conferences, injury updates, etc., and give you some thoughts and opinions based on where the team is right now. Of course, coming up on Friday, we'll have our game preview pod where we will take a look at the upcoming matchup between our Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks at Quest Field. And that'll be on Friday. So if you haven't done so yet, make sure that you like and subscribe to the Views from Mint Street podcast. Hit that little notification bell so that you get a heads up every time we drop a new pod into your ear holes. I had one more thought after that game on Monday that I wanted to put here. and get real reaction to great one. And it is this. Um, we have talked about how, or at least I have talked about how, since the departure of one Matt Rule, this team feels to me, and, and it's subjective, I understand that, but this team feels to me like it's got a little fight to it, like it's got a little dog in it, right? Uh, it's a team that, whether it was against Atlanta a few weeks ago in our house, whether it was against Baltimore, taking them to the wire, forcing Lamar to score late to win, whether it was putting the demo job on Denver, this team has got a little dog to it. It's got a little fight to it since the departure of Matt Rule. Monday night, I was watching that NFC South matchup between Tampa and New Orleans down at Dumb Pirate Field. And I was watching New Orleans as they built up uh, a 13-3 lead, a 16-6 lead, whatever it was. I'm watching that game, 
And I saw a team that despite winning the football game, didn't really have that much fight to it when the pressure got put on them, right? I mean, they had the DeMario Davis interception. Uh, Somebody else had picked off Brady as well. Uh, But late in that game, Tom Brady got the football. And the New Orleans Saints look like a team that was already beat, right? Like they look like a team that said, we've seen this story. We've read this book. We know how it ends. Brady gets the ball with a minute and a half left. He drives down here and he kicks us in the boys and beats us with a walk-off touchdown. And they played like it. They played like they had no stones. They played like they had no fight. Like there wasn't a bit of that dog in them. We don't. And when you add in the fact that New Orleans is a team reeling right now, right? If you think about this Saints team, the only t- the, the the only addition that they have added of any value over really the past two years is Chris Olave, the wide receiver through the draft. Outside of that, who has showed up in New Orleans and made an impact? Not really anybody. They got like a couple of other linemen they've picked up that have been okay. But nobody's really showed up and made an impact. And they do not have a first-round draft pick this year. Remember, it currently resides in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We are in a similar spot, a program on the rise, a, a program that has seen some tough times the last couple of years and is trying to climb out of that hill. But we have shown fight on the field that they have not. And on top of that, we have made some additions the last couple of years that are having a massive impact in doing so right now. And not only do we have a first-round draft pick next year, but then we got seven more picks to go after that. There is a lot to build on in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. I am looking at the other teams in the NFC South, and I think I can objectively say, Lonzo, and I know we've kind of – kicked this up and down a few times this season about the fact that there may not there may not be a better possession a better position team in the NFC South right now moving forward than the Carolina Panthers but after that game on Monday based on what I'm seeing out of Tampa a Tampa that has a clearly declined Tom Brady when I look at New Orleans a team that was absolutely demoralized Monday night and doesn't really have any progress and is in salary cap hell coming up, meaning they can't add any more big free agents. And then LOL Atlanta. I think I can take it, Lonzo, from the Carolina Panthers maybe the most well-positioned team in the NFC South over the next few years to this. Ladies and gentlemen, the Carolina Panthers are definitively and without question, the best position team in the NFC South moving forward. That is no longer a question. That is officially a statement. And you're right. I mean, look at New Orleans. Who's the quarterback going to be next year? We don't know. Will the coach still be there next year? We don't know that either. Same with Tampa Bay, by the way. We, we, we believe that Tom Brady's not going to be back next year. Uh, will he be on another team? I don't know. I think he will retire and go to the booth finally. I think he absolutely will. 
I think this season is going to be a bad taste in his mouth. And he's going to look around and go, we're not going to get any better. This reminds me of New England. I'm done. Uh, and as far as Atlanta goes, I know you keep kind of discarding Atlanta because of your disdain for Atlanta. But out of all the teams in the South, other than the Panthers, which you're absolutely right, the Panthers are set up uh, for success, just a quarterback and possibly a coach away from, from that. And who knows? Maybe maybe Darnold's the guy. I doubt it, but it's possible. Um, but I think Atlanta would be a strong second and would have possibilities. But right now, if the season ends the way it is, going into next year, I don't think you can look at the NFC South and not put the Panthers as the number one team. We'll see how it plays out as far as standings go at the end, but Tom Brady is gone. And if he's gone, you can't hang your hat on. Yeah, but at least they got Tom Brady because they won't. Uh, First off, for those of you who don't know me, as Lonzo was alluding to, I hate everything about the city Atlanta. Uh, I hate their sports teams. I hate their sports fans. I, I, I do not like that city. Like the aquarium in Atlanta is cool. Uh, I, I, I'm a Braves fan. The Braves made the right decision in that the Atlanta Braves do not play in or anywhere around Atlanta, right? Uh, I cannot stand the Atlanta Falcons. So, yes, I look for the um, uh, uh, absolute worst in that program, and then I assign those qualities to them. Atlanta is going to have a little room to grow. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, they've got a head coach that does seem to have uh, a little bit of optimism built into that program around him. Uh, I think all of us know that Marcus Mariota is a placeholder until Atlanta can find who their next guy is to step under center. They've got a little bit of talent, uh, especially on the outside at the receiver position that they have stocked up the last couple of years. The difference is I look at Carolina. And outside of the quarterback position, offensively, especially with the reemergence of Deontay Foreman, I see a team that's already built, right? Like a team that's already there and needs a quarterback and a head coach. And defensively, my goodness, with the lineup that we have put together defensively, we find the right DC for the job. And that defense, and especially with, again, eight draft picks coming up, a first rounder and seven more to go. We've got the opportunity to add a couple of high-impact rookies out of the gate. I think we are already built and just looking for leadership at the most important spots with HC and QB. The Atlanta Falcons are a team that is building. The New Orleans Saints are a team that have already imploded and cannot, like, cannot physically rebuild. And I think we all know when Brady leaves Tampa Bay, there will likely be an exodus of players that follow him that will send them back to square root one. I genuinely believe now, and 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 I am not approaching this as Rob Brown Panthers fan. I am approaching this as Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown show and neutral NFL observer. Uh, I genuinely believe that it is now a statement of fact that 2023 is a year where Carolina can put itself out ahead of this division and make everybody watch us walk through the door next year. And oh, by the way, saying that with us in the race for the playoffs this year, I'm just saying, though, 
it feels pretty good for, for a guy that six weeks ago was slamming the tank button as hard as possible. I kind of feel like it kind of feels pretty good to be a Panthers fan right now, for being honest. I do have a question for you, and this may throw things a certain way. Um, so we've talked about the couple things that the Panthers need. If you are in the war room and you're making a decision on quarterback, do you decide to go after another veteran quarterback or do you try to get one in the draft? That is a phenomenal question. Uh, in fact, I was having that conversation earlier today in that this free agency classic quarterback is going to be okay. It's not going to be exceptional. Uh, if you're asking me when I lay my sweet head down to sleep on day one of free agency uh, and I can write my own fairy tale as to how I want this class to go, man, I really hope, and this is just personal, it's subjective, it's something that some of y'all can come fight with me on social media, at the Rob Brown Show on Twitter, at the Rob Brown Show, he's at Lonzo on Word. The Baltimore Ravens will continue to be idiots and not pay Lamar Jackson and will make a play for him in the free agent class. Okay. That's my, that's my wish list. That's my hope. That's my dream. I don't think it is going to be uh, a reality, but that would be my, 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 we wrote the story the way we wanted to write it, but maybe not. Uh, coming up in free agency this year, this is the list of quarterbacks going to free agency at the end of the year. Uh, Lonzo, you ready to make a play for Tom Brady? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. TB12 will be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, Baker Mayfield will be a free agent at the end of the year. Sam Darnold will be a free agent at the end of the year. Jimmy Garoppolo will probably will, will be a free agent and probably be on his way out of San Francisco. Did he show you enough, Lonzo, before the injury that Jimmy G might be your play next year? Yeah, I mean, as far as far as that goes, San Francisco wins when he's in. They don't when he's not. We will see how that plays out with him going out on the bye uh, or out on the injury. Pardon me. Teddy Bridgewater is a free agent. No interest there. I'll tell you who's a free agent I'm intrigued by. And I've already been called crazy by this. Uh, but a guy that I'm very, very intrigued by. Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones is a free agent at the end of this year unless he reaches a deal with the New York Giants, which is possible. But he's a young guy. He's only 25. He'll be 26 at the start of next season. If a top five or six picks isn't in the cards for us and we got to go free agent, that might not be a terrible play, honestly. No, come on. I, I You know, if that he might as well be Sam Darnold or, or Baker Mayfield because he's kind of in the same vein. As far as that goes, maybe you think he is uh, got a stronger arm, is a bigger guy. I mean, you know, maybe that's part of it. But uh, is that really an upgrade? I don't know. I uh, I look at Danny Dimes, a guy that is obviously kind of right on the cusp, and 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 certainly at this point, kind of coming into his prime a little bit. Uh, but I look at Danny Dimes. I look at a guy that's about a career average 64.5, 65% completion percentage. A guy that crossed the 3,000-yard mark as a rookie. Now, he hasn't done it again since then, 
but he's also kind of been banged up a little bit as well. Uh, a guy that takes a sack and a half a game. I mean, he's not exceptional, but he's not worse than Sam Darnold at this point, right? Like, he's not worse than Sam Darnold. So, question mark, I guess? If we get, I, I will tell you what, what ends up happening. By the way, uh, also going on the free agent list is going to be Cooper Rush who did an excellent job for for Dallas when he stepped in in replacement of Dak, enough that there was controversy about whether the Cowboys should play Dak again or not when he came off that injury. I'm not saying any of these guys are the guy. You asked the question, but I go free agency. The answer is Lamar, yes. I would scratch my head about Danny Dimes. Cooper Rush is only 29. Maybe you give him another chance. But it is going to you, you got to weigh cost benefit analysis here with the recognition that if you want Bryce Young out of Alabama or CJ Stroud out of Ohio State, the only two guys in this draft cast that I look at and I go, those guys might be the guy, right? Bryce to take a two at Tunga Vailoa route, uh, CJ to maybe be better than those two cats, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, so it will cost us a hefty amount of draft capital to push into the top five to get one of those guys. Not because anybody in the top five outside of Houston is necessarily going to go quarterback more because there will be three or four other teams that are trying to bid their way in as well. So would you rather have CJ Stroud, but it's going to cost you three or four of your draft picks alongside with your first rounder, or would you rather have Daniel Jones, but you can add eight players into the mix. All right. So I didn't think about Lamar. If you got a chance to get Lamar, you get Lamar Jackson. You absolutely do that. So if you can't get him, I don't want any of those other guys. I'd rather trade some. You were amassing draft picks for a reason. I think so you can use them to trade up. That's, that's what I think in case, in case the Panthers were to win, they, they amassed all those draft picks. Now they have them. That is, that's quite a few, and you can trade several of those to move up. And who knows how many spots you got to move up? It, I mean, of course, it's going to depend on how Panthers finish the season. They only, they may only need to move up one or two spots, and may not have to get rid of all those. And you've just been talking about how how good the team is already in so many different areas. The area you really need to improve, you got to be willing to uh, spend some money or some draft capital or whatever to get. Uh, if it's Lamar, give him whatever contract all he in. wants. Sell the yeah. farm. Sell the farm. Give him all of that Matt Rule money you didn't have to send to Matt Rule. Just give it all to him, and then a little bit go. more. There you go. I'm I'm down for that. And now you you put that in my head, and I'm picturing him in our kind of blue. <laughs> I I genuinely I genuinely would love it. would love it. I really would. I really would. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Views from Mid Street podcast is in your ears. Rob Brown, Lonzo Wright, so do us a favor if you haven't already. I would love for you, as would Lonzo, honestly, to share us around in your social circle. Throw it up on your Twitter, up on your Facebook, wherever you gather with the rest of your Carolina Panther friends and family. Add the Views from Mid Street podcast to their feed so that they can join and we can keep this bad boy rolling. All right. 
Uh, before we get out of here, Zoe, I want to do, I, I want to turn Rob Brown into Doc Brown for just a minute and go a little bit back to the future, back to 2014. Yes, we are going there. Hold with me. Carolina came off their bye week with five weeks low, with five games left in the season. That's where we are right now. Every team in the NFC South in 2014 had a losing record. We came off the bye and lost to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that was a 31-13 loss with two block kicks returned from touchdowns outside in a cold-ass game against the Minnesota Vikings on the campus of the University of Minnesota. That dropped us to third in the division at 3-8-1, and one, a half game back behind the New Orleans Saints. We got written off. Greg Olson was quoted as saying, quote, we're not very good, end quote, after that beat down at the hands of Minnesota. What ended up going into that? Well, we went, We ended up wrapping up 7-8-1 and one and winning the NFC South, headed to a first-round playoff game, which we won against the Arizona Cardinals in that game. This season, we are featuring a weak NFC South. Last season, we were playing in a weak NFC South. That year, we had a relatively weak end to the schedule. And while Pittsburgh and Detroit both seem to be getting better, it is still a relatively weak back end to the schedule. That year, we had a very good NFL defense. In 2013, finished second in the NFL defensively, but ranked higher than every other NFC South defense. We very much have the potential to do the same thing. That year, it took us about 12 weeks to find an offensive identity. How many times have you and I said, Lonzo, we have found our identity this year? This season matches up quite a bit to the 2014 season where we ran 4-0 and after the loss to Minnesota, out of the loss, and into the playoffs. The only difference in that game, or excuse me, that season, between that season and this season, is that after that L to Cleveland, we had really good quarterback play out of Cam Newton. After that game, Cam Newton came back, gave us a run at a 41-10 victory against New Orleans, where we went 21 of 33, 226 and three touchdowns, rushed 12 times for 83 yards and a touch as well. Now remember, he had that uh, he had that car accident that week. They went to Derek Anderson. Anderson the next week went for 277 and a touch and a 1917 victory. And Derek Anderson handled things really well. We had a quarterback, which was a rotating spot at the time, that kind of took us in the right direction. Will we have that this year? Question mark. But this team, though, very much reminiscent of that 2014 team that despite a horrendous start to the season, Riverboat Ron pushed them into a playoff spot. Steve Wilkes has kind of got a very similar attitude to Ron did, to what Ron Rivera did in that 2014 season. I'm not saying the stars have aligned here, Lonzo, but there's a lot of similarities to that team that made a playoff run. All right, so 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 I see all that. And I remember that season, one thing that the Panthers don't have now that they had then, even though he was hurt, is Cam Newton. 
And yeah, they could have had him back if they wanted to. But Cam Cam now is not the Cam uh, that he was back then. Sam Darnold nowhere near Cam Newton in his prime, for sure. Um, I do enjoy the similarities in the fact that the Panthers were able to win the rest of their games and make it into the playoffs. And they very well could do that again this year. But I don't have it in front of me. I'm just guessing. This is just a guess. The back then in 2014, the Panthers actually won an away game. I'm just I'm just guessing that there was probably an away game in there that the Panthers actually won. Uh, there's there's one thing that they haven't done this year though, um, winning an away game. Uh well, we are gonna get some chances. We have got still on the schedule this Sunday at Seattle. We wrap up the season in the last two weeks at Tampa Bay and at New Orleans. That Tampa Bay game, as we mentioned earlier, could very much be to either gain or to tie for the division lead, and then we got to go down to New Orleans. And listen, as bad as that team is, the New Orleans Superdome is still a tough place to play. We are going to have to win a road game or two. You are not wrong, Lonzo, but like I said, those similarities are definitely there between this team and the 2014 Carolina Panthers. Let's go finish this thing, man. Like, let's make a run and sit. Because here's the thing. Even if we get bumped in the wild card round, in the opening round of the playoff, which which realistically, we could play a very good NFC team uh, out of that with the NFC East being as good as it is. Even if we get bumped in the opening round, what are you more optimistic about, Zoe? If you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing Tom Brady and missing out on the playoffs because you lost a bad decision, uh, division. If you're in the New Orleans Saints, who not only are bad, but have zero building capital right now and also lost its division to the Carolina Panthers. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, a little bit more optimism continuing to build, but can't win games and watched Carolina go win the division. Or the Carolina Panthers, who despite being bad, despite being ranked number 31 in the NFL power rankings to start this season, and even if it's a bad division, won the division going away late, which one of those teams are you most optimistic about being? My answer, us. You know, we have reversed roles this week. It's weird. We have. It's weird. It is so weird. You're, you're so optimistic, and I'm being what you call realistic, which is technically pessimistic. I uh, I want to share your optimism. I just, I just, maybe it's because it's a rainy day. It's been it's been a rainy week. Maybe that maybe that's bearing on me a little bit. I just I will share your optimism if Carolina can win this week against Seattle. If they can prove that they can win on the road, because the only way for all those things to happen that you talked about is for them to win on the road, and you do that starting this week against Seattle. They win then. My uh, my happy, my joy, all that kind of stuff will be back, and and I will be my normal self. But right now, until you win an away game, I got to be what Rob calls realistic. Feels good, doesn't it? No, that felt dirty. <laughs> Carolina at Seattle coming up on Friday. We will have the full breakdown of that game. X's and O's, what we expect to see out of the quarterback position and more. Make sure that you are downloading and subscribed to the Views from Mint Street podcast wherever major podcasts are found on Stitchify, uh, St- on Stitchify, which is Stitcher and Spotify, either one of them. 
on Stitchify, on Apple Play, uh, Apple iTunes, Google Play. I'll get through this at some point on the podcast thingamajiggers, all right? Get your podcast. Get views from Main Street. I don't care where you get it from. Just download, hit the notification button, and make sure you're here on Friday when we break down Carolina at Seattle. Alonzo, any final words for the people? Stitchify, baby. Stitchify. Love me a little bit of Stitchify. He's Lonzo Wright, so I'm Rob Brown. We'll see you for the game preview edition on Friday. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. And until then, keep pounding, baby.